Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I sincerely hope you enjoyed the Easter weekend with the weather forecast we've got coming up. Well, plenty of enjoyment all the way around. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Tickled to have you along with us. I'm even more tickled to deliver this weather forecast that we've got coming up. All of a sudden, spring in Wisconsin is going to get a major jump start this week. Today, we've got some partly cloudy skies on the way, but the temperatures will impress. 68 are expected high today. Tomorrow, partly sunny and 74. Wednesday, sunshine and 79. Thursday, sunshine and 79. I'm going to stop right there. The pattern does not really change for the rest of this week, so I know a lot of folks are going to get excited trying to start their field work. We'll talk a little bit more about weather details when Stumach joins us in a moment. We're also talking about details of this summer's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. It's going to look a little different. It will be in Sauk County, kind of between Wisconsin Dells and Baraboo. I'll be explaining the details with Arnie Jennerman, General Manager of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. That's coming up on your Monday. Focus on your farm in 2023 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 800-762-7077 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. Farm Bill discussions are underway not only in the Ag Committees in the House and the Senate, but also among farm organizations. I'm Bob Bosol at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and the Wisconsin Farmers Union President, Darren Von Ruden, has been involved in those discussions in Washington with National Farmers Union leaders and with state Farmers Union leaders and other decision makers we talked to Darren about that, and one of the things they're talking about for a lot of commodities, growth management, not supply management, but growth management. One particular point of interest is growth management and trying to make sure that we get something like that for the dairy industry um, within the next Farm Bill. And we've also had some discussions with some of the key players within the um, Ag Committee on the House side trying to um, see if we can get them to be a sponsor of a growth management proposal and really basing it off of the 2014 Farm Bill um, discussion that ended up getting beat at the last minute uh, by then Speaker of the House, uh, uh, Boehner from Ohio. So, um, you know, if we can get that language with a few revisions, um, some updates in there, uh, get that introduced to the Ag Bill or Ag Committee here, and then hopefully get it as part of the Farm Bill. What kind of revisions were they asking for, or did you propose from where we were in 2014? Uh, basically looking at just an update and making sure that we um, can see that growth that needs to happen and then also uh, some of the numbers as far as if a farmer wants to increase production having those numbers uh, correct so that dollar twenty five a hundred weight or dollar forty that we're looking at uh, or even twenty five cents for the low end of it so just just got those updated to the the numbers that we need today. 
most years we're seeing anywhere from one and a half to two and a half percent increase in consumer demand. So um, looking at that number, if we can use that maybe 1.75 to 2.0 um, increase percentage-wise uh, uh, for an increase in production too, and that that allows farmers some growth. What about sponsorship or support for that? Uh, we have third district congressman Derek Van Orden now on the agriculture committee. Is he on board with this? Does he does he understand because he's not a dairyman? Does does he understand what this program uh, would? do so we've had some discussions with a staff member um, within his office from dc on this and and they're looking at it right now um, we're hoping that he'll um, follow in the steps of representative kind and and really help work with this uh, make it something that can happen um, you know it seems like something that's beneficial to all dairy farmers and that's really the intent of the program we don't want to pit the you know one dairy farmer against another one um, this program should really help all dairy farmers Will you actually have a chance, someone within the Farmers Union, be it Wisconsin or National Farmers Union, to address at maybe a field hearing or one of the hearings in Washington to physically stand there and explain these numbers to the Agriculture Committee soon? We have already. Um, there was a hearing in California uh, probably three weeks ago that uh, Lynn McBride with California Farmers Union um, was one of the presenters and talked about the Dairy Together program and, and growth management and wanting to see um, that happen. So we're looking forward to other events in the future that we'll hopefully be able to get out and, and talk about that. And, of course, that's just one issue that uh, the Farmers Union will be working at on a farm bill. And there and there so many others, and everybody knows this is basically a food bill more than it is a farm bill. What have you heard as far as funding? So far we're hearing that it's probably going to be uh, more or less status quo. Of course, there's a group of Republicans that want to separate the farm bill from the nutrition title, and, and therefore you know funding would be a lot less. Uh, so uh, you know I think th there's enough will out there to make sure that we keep them together yet. There probably is going to be some cuts uh, in some areas, but we're looking at probably having more dollars on the conservation side, and a lot of that has to do with what's coming out of the White House right now, too, making sure that conservation and especially climate change is, is addressed in this farm bill. So where do you see cuts? You know, some of the nutrition title is going to be the first one that gets it, uh, which in the time like we're in right now uh, should not happen because uh, you're taking food out of people's mouths, which means that there's more food on the market, which lowers farmers' prices. So we need to keep that there. Uh, you know, not hearing much on the crop insurance side. Uh, there might actually be some additions there because they're looking at adding fruits and vegetables and other small crops um, into the insurance base there. So, uh, you know, overall looking at it's going to be some of those like equip programs maybe where you're doing stream bank improvements, things like that is what we're hearing might happen. I was going to say crop insurance. Everybody says don't mess with it. It's working. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so... Do you think the congressmen and the senators are hearing that? Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's what they're hearing, you know, especially from the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's some farmers and then certainly taxpayers around the country that are wondering if the crop insurance program is really working. Uh, you know, it's it, the way it's set up now to guarantee yourself a profit at the end of the year if you want to purchase that insurance. Um, you know, I don't buy car insurance to make sure my car is going to send me a bill at the end, or a check at the end of the year. And so it's really that question mark is how, how we're doing that process and so um, you know I don't think it's going to be addressed because they're still wanting to see how um, that process really works out uh, the 2018 farm bill is yeah it's four years old now but 
that program was a new program too, so I uh, want to give it a little bit more time to work out and see what's going to happen. As we move forward, it, climate change and uh, you know the new energy sources are really becoming a factor that they weren't in previous farm bills. How much attention and how many dollars do you think that's going to take away from some of the traditional agricultural support that the farm bill has given? Yeah, you know, I think we're probably going to see those same dollars in, in that sector, the renewable energy sector. Of course, with the IRA and a few of the other bills that have been uh, signed by the president right now, there's quite a few dollars available in those. So I don't see the renewable energy title um, issue uh, either going up or down in funding right now just because there's so many dollars in other avenues for farmers and consumers to use. Do you think in this farm bill they'll put anything in there as far as giving more money for for foreign trade or opening up more foreign markets, doing more trade bills, which we haven't done in over 10 years, finding any new markets? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't heard a lot about that one at all. Um, you know, certainly within the state of Wisconsin, our Department of Agriculture is uh, putting more money and the governor's putting a little bit more money into that to, to open up those uh, foreign markets for us. Uh, you know, right now, certainly with war in Ukraine, and there's uh, uh, members from around the world that are looking for more food coming out of the U.S., so some of those markets are actually opening up by themselves, so not a, not a big need for it right now. Um, certainly looking at the amount of dairy product that leaves the country, uh, you know, 20 years ago was 5 6%, now we're up at 16 17%, so, uh, you know, that certainly is, is helpful, um, but I think a lot of states are trying to do some of that on their own. What other issues were discussed at the national meeting that... Uh will play a part in this farm bill discussion. Yeah, so certainly um, in, in federal milk marketing order reform is happening. That's a big discussion within a lot of the major dairy players and major farm organizations. So looking at, you know, are we going to continue the process uh, going forward there with uh, make allowances? Uh, you know, the processors are saying that they need more. Um, farmers are saying, well, if they're going to get more, then we should get more too, and or there has to be a, a, a balance in that equation too, because the consumer is only going to pay so much, and so if the processor needs more, that automatically to a farmer shows that that means less on my uh, milk check, and so let's keep it even for all or fair for all, and make sure that both the farmer and the processor um, benefit from any reform that happens. Can a Congress get it done right, or should this be something the industry takes on? I, you know, yeah, I think this is something that the industry really needs to address, and that's all part of the Dare Together program that we're looking at too, is making sure that the the system is fair to all levels, and you know, including the consumers too. And so, looking at, yeah, I I, I think, and that's the intention of National Farmers Union members too, is trying to make sure that we do this right and not push it through something through in the farm bill. So, you know, we're really looking at let's get something good in the farm bill, but let's make sure we address the, the real issues outside of the farm bill. Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, who also told us he expects to be very much involved in farm bill policy discussions in Washington in the very near future, along with other members of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. From the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Can you predict the future? I can't. That's why when I'm planting soybeans, I treat with Heads Up Seed Treatment. With more than 15 years of research, Heads Up offers proven protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome. 
So no matter what the year throws at you, you've already taken that first step to be prepared. Don't let your beans suffer from disease when they're just starting to look their best. Tell your seed dealer you need Heads Up Seed Treatment. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, and given the weather that we are looking forward to this week, I'm going to guess that a lot of tractors are going to get moving. Time to check in on our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, joining us this morning, and I've already been getting uh, some texts on springtime activity. Sounds like the central sands, the potato growers, are going to get started uh, planting spuds this week, and even uh, Linda from Reeseville said she planted potatoes over the weekend, uh, dug out some carrots that had wintered there. So, you know, it is that shot in the arm that we were looking for to kind of get things started. And really, it looks like all week it's a good week. No severe weather that's coming with this heat, at least not yet. Not yet. Yeah, and there'll be something off to the south. We'll, we'll watch it and talk about it. But overall, I mean, a good part of this week is going to be very, very mild, well above our normals. 55 to 57 degrees, the normal highs that extend from Madison all the way over to La Crosse. There is a little rain this morning. And in La Crosse, you may find a stray sprinkle here or there. There's a little band of precipitation from north central Iowa, southeast Minnesota, La Crosse, up to Wausau, and up into the UP. That will dissipate. It'll fall apart as it moves east. But it's a reason I expect we have a little more of a cloudy start today. And in the west or up towards central Wisconsin, maybe a sprinkle or two. That will be the extent of it. It falls apart, and we're in for more dry weather around here. And even with that weak front slipping through, we expect southwest winds not only today, but right on through Tuesday and Wednesday. And that's where a whole lot more mild air is drawn up into the state. So we're going to put this together with sunshine and nice mild air that's settling on in, and then southwest winds to build it up. And those temperatures will rise considerably. In many cases, we're talking 20 to 25 degrees above normal. So very, very mild air this week. 
If nothing gets you thinking about spring besides this week's weather, well, it's going to happen because we are in for a very, very mild pattern. Things will be drying out quickly and that warmth will be turning on. It sounds like fantastic conditions. I do have to look down the road, you know, that's what I get paid for. And I'd say as we start moving on to wrap up the week late Friday or into Saturday, some very scattered showers or an isolated thunderstorm may try to wedge on in. That's going to cool those temperatures off somewhat. And in fact, as we head on towards Sunday and early next week, back down in that normal range, mid-50s are a little cooler. That's what we're going to see for a high. So it does cool off as we head toward early next week. But this week, at least the next five days, they sound tremendous. Hope you get a chance to take advantage of it and enjoy getting something done outdoors. I'll have forecast details right after this. With planting season upon us, Compure Financial extends awareness to the importance of farm safety and wishes farmers and growers a safe planting season. At Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All right, buddy. I'm not going to get tired of hearing this forecast unless you're not prepared for, are we going to get humidity out of this? Oh, it may start to feel like it a little bit, but I wouldn't think it's going to be a real big problem. It's just going to seem so nice as the warmth really starts to build up and we see things green up in earnest. You couldn't help but notice from late last week into uh, the weekend, things have greened up pretty nicely and looking a lot more uh, growing. Well, it looks like it's growing out there. How about that? Our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Morning clouds, maybe even a sprinkle at La Crosse or Boston here early this morning. And otherwise, skies will clear, becoming sunny all across the state. Low 70s today. Southwest winds about 5 to 10. Clear overnight, back down around 50, maybe an upper 40 here or there. Southwest winds 5 to 10. Mostly sunny on Tuesday, 76 or even warmer at La Crosse. Southwest winds at 5 to 15. Sunny, breezy Wednesday. A lot of us will be right around or just in the very low 80s. And the southwest winds a lot stronger, 12 to 25, gusting to 30. Pam, the warm air and those stronger winds in a wind gust to 30. That's going to dry out those low wet spots where the water's standing at this morning. It's going to look a whole lot different in just a couple of days. Yeah. In fact, Stan, who is one of the guys that used to be planting potatoes on the commercial side, said it, the central sands actually got so dry so fast, they might actually have to put a little water down to keep the, the sand from blowing around. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, it, it did dry out in a big hurry from last week. But, uh, well... It's finally spring. Yeah, just be careful with it. I mean, I think about people that want to start burning brush and stuff like that. Like uh, you said, with that wind, you you got to be a little bit careful. Yeah, you have to think twice and err on the side of caution. Right. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Have a good one. You bet. Have a good day.
Stumach, our ag meteorologist with the weather details you've been looking for, all brought to you this morning courtesy of Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure. Com. What are you going to do with the weather today? How are you planning on enjoying it? Go ahead, share with me on our talk text line. You can call it, you can text it, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. You can also ask about our farm tour headed out west August 14th through the 23rd. I'll get you details that way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor lineup at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile Chunk Gill. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook at Fabulous Farm Babe, on Twitter at Fab Farm Babe, or by downloading the Midwest Farm Report app. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Over the past 15 years, Window World has donated more than $15 million to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. We have also supported the Veterans Airlift Command with over 120 flights. We have a strong belief in giving back and want to thank everyone who has chosen Window World for their home's renovation. When you go with Window World, you're doing a lot more than remodeling. Call us today. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. With a getter fixed, getter done, to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know 
Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Matthew. Huh? okay i just need you to listen to me i know that a lot of times mom it might not seem like i'm listening to you but i am i hear you and what you say really does matter to me i mean let's be honest no kid likes rules but i get why we have them i hear you and i know it's because you care all the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs they stick with me and believe it or not they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. I don't really give a crap about power rankings, but sometimes when I look at them and I see someone like our teams get slighted, I raise a little eyebrow. I looked at ESPN's Major League Baseball power rankings. Um, I, I don't think – I just saw it this morning. I don't know if you have seen it or not. No. Could you take a stab in the dark where the Milwaukee Brewers fall in the power rankings, the way too early of the season power rankings? I'll go like 10th. Oh, okay. You're on it then. Uh, they are actually 12th. The Milwaukee Brewers above them would be the Cardinals at 11 and the top 10 from 10 on down the Cleveland Guardians, the Minnesota Twins, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Mets, who the Brewers just swept, uh, the San Diego Padres, the Dodgers, the Rays, the top three Yankees, Strohs, and number one, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, Braves had a uh, multiple comebacks last night against my San Diego Padres last night. <laughs> Padres screwed you, Rowdy. Unbelievable. Yeah, we'll get to the razor's edge. Um, but that's the thing. It's it's a 162-game season. We're, mo- for most teams, six games into the season. Of course, these power rankings aren't going to move a ton from what they originally thought these teams were going to be. Yeah, preseason ranking for Brewers was 13th. So they went, they went up one spot. They <laughs> say the Brewers dropped their first game and then went on a tear. The story of the first week is newcomer Brian Anderson and rookie Bryce Terang. No mention of Garrett Mitchell. Although... Uh, Former had three home runs in his first five games, while the latter went five for ten in that span. Both have given a boost to an offense that has been lacking over the past few years. If the trend continues, the Brewers will be contenders in the National League Central. And also, since it's so early, I mean, the two teams that were the uh, favorites in the Central to win were the Cardinals and then the Brewers. And then it was kind of everybody else. Well, the Brewers played the Cubs and then the Mets. Well, the Cubs are supposed to be, at best, a middle-of-the-road team in the NL. Yeah. Obviously, the Mets are supposed to be good. 
But then you look at the Cardinals, who maybe haven't gotten off to the hottest start, but the Cardinals played the Braves, who are supposed to be one of the better teams in Major League Baseball, and Toronto, which is supposed to be a pretty good team in Major League Baseball. So six games in, Cardinals don't have as good a record as the Brewers, but they've definitely played a tougher schedule. Here's their little blurb about the Cardinals. The Cardinals had several players participate in the World Baseball Classic, so a fast start was not expected. They will get their act together, but what is a legitimate question is the starting pitching. Miles Michaelis, uh, what's his what's his other name, Rody? Hey, you got it right. Did, did I get it right? You did. Miles Michaelis. <laughs> Miles Michaelis pitched poorly in his first two starts, but he's not the only one. Even uh, after a few games, it's jarring to see the Cardinals with the highest ERA among the league starters. That's the little clip blurb on the St. Louis Cardinals, whose preseason ranking was number nine. They now sit at number 11. So the Brewers went up one. Cardinals went down three. Um, oh, where's the Cubs at? I want to see the Cubs. we got to make fun of them. I'm going to guess the Cubs are, if there's 30 teams in Major League Baseball, I'm going to go with the Cubs are like 19th. 22. Previous rank of 20. So well done, Ready Close. Uh, losing three games in a row after taking the opener put Cubs fans in a panic mode. <laughs> but Chicago recovered nicely with a come-from-behind blowout win against the Reds on Tuesday. Dansby Swanson has been even better than uh, advertised in the early going, showing signs of any pressure after signing for $177 million this winter. He's a smooth, not Carlos Santana, Rob Thomas, but smooth, 10 for 20 at the plate, and even smoother defensively at shortstop. Slow starts by newcomers Cody Bellinger and Eric Hosmer were somewhat erased in the hitter-friendly Great American Ballpark. Um, <laughs> when's the last time Cody Bellinger had a fast start? I think we got to go to 2019. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> the year he stole the MVP from Yelich. Because remember, ever since that, it was the question is, what happened to Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich after yes. 2019? <laughs> if you're curious, the Reds are 24th. The Pirates uh, are 25th. And... Weirdly enough, the NL East outside of the Braves, really disappointing. Yeah, I got to look at the standings of that. Well, obviously the Mets who spent the most amount of money this offseason and have the highest payroll in baseball, they aren't doing well. They're playing like 500 baseball. The Phillies, I think they have one win. The Nationals are garbage. And Miami ain't very good. No. Uh, six and one Braves, Mets three and four, Marlins three and four, Phillies one and five, Nationals one and six. That uh, man, who's going to be the worst team in the majors this year, Rowdy? Pirates? Uh, I think the uh, the the <laughs> the favorite to be the worst team, I believe, was the Nationals. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well, you know we're going to start jump-starting spring planting activities, a lot of field activity, I'm guessing, because we've got a dry weather forecast on the way for most of this week. Today we'll see partly sunny skies in 68, tomorrow partly sunny in 74, Wednesday and Thursday sunshine 79 degrees. We do have another chance of rain coming back around by this weekend. I'm Pam Yankee. Glad you're along with us on this, the 10th day of April already. On this day, back in 1998, negotiators in Northern Ireland reached a historic peace deal. The Good Friday Agreement ended 30 years of violent conflict about Northern Ireland's constitutional status. They call it the Troubles. And believe you me, 
just because we were there last fall on our farm tour, they still talk about the troubles. Again, the negotiators came to terms on this day back in 1998. On this day in 1970, the Beatles break up. Paul McCartney leaves the band. In their 10 years, doesn't it feel like it was longer than that? 10 years of existence, they became one of the most successful bands of all time. Sold over a billion albums back at that time. The Beatles broke up on this day back in 1970. What else can I share with you? Happy birthday this morning, Steven Seagal, 72 years young. And now you know. You know, we talk about the improving weather conditions, but are the economics of farming in Wisconsin specifically improving? Well, as usual, margins are tight. So paying attention to detail, always critical. Charity Seebecker joins us this morning with a conversation about some of the key areas you need to watch when it comes to managing your risk. Maximizing all of your farm's resources really requires a sound business strategy. But what are key strategic levers of profitability that you should be thinking of? I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Brady Brewer, Assistant Professor of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University, says there are five levers that farmers should think about when making any business decision. There's really no one set strategy. You gotta do what works best for your farm, but in general, we, we can think about what a farm can do to increase profitability in, in really five key buckets, or, or levers that I call them, that they can pull uh, to increase efficiency. You can manage yield, you can manage output price, you can manage costs, uh, you can manage people, and you can also manage the assets of the farm. Uh, really, you know, when you're thinking about a particular decision, you just need to be very deliberate and, and ask yourself, how does this decision uh, increase one of these five areas of my farm? What are some of the key financial factors and their implications that affect how producers can make that strategic planning decisions? Well, there's a variety of economic factors out there that are impacting these levers, such as raising interest rates, inflation. Um, obviously, we've seen higher input costs. Um, this has had you know, various effects on the strength of the U.S. dollar, so exports, which agriculture relies heavy on. Um, so you know, those are impacting um, how farmers, when you think about the future and what may lie down the road from a financial perspective, uh, these should definitely be taken in, into consideration. Speaking of that evolving technology, what are you seeing out there that can be very beneficial when it comes to those decisions? Well, we've seen a lot of increase in terms of adoption of technology industry-wide in agriculture. We've done surveys at Purdue University that have looked at data use in ag, and, and by and large, uh, what it shows is that we have a lot of data in ag, we collect a lot of data, but we don't use a whole lot of data. Um, and we're not really maximizing the value of the data that we collect to really gain insights to become more efficient. So what we're really seeing is if you look at ag as a whole, we're behind other industries. We expect there to be a pretty steep learning curve um, here in the future as we adopt, say, practices from other industries that have developed uh, to hopefully gain some of those synergies between different data sources and different parts of the ag supply chain uh, so we can make better decisions. How can producers adjust their strategic plan then to really prepare for the uncertainty of what lies ahead, especially in the agriculture industry? There's the constant uncertainty, and that's what we just have to learn to grow with. Yeah, uh, ag is volatile, right? There's just no way to get around it. Obviously, there's tools that farmers can use, whether hedging, risk management tools, insurance tools, uh, that we can do to try to minimize risk. But even with those tools, there's still a lot of risk in agriculture. Um, the main thing from a financial perspective is 
is know where you stand and do sensitivity analysis to your farm. Ask those what-if scenarios. Uh, ask, hey, if revenues go down by 10% because prices fall or yields fall, would I still make a profit? If input prices go up another 5% from where they are today, if you haven't bought all your inputs, what would this do to profitability? And try to work in as much of a cushion as possible. Use all the tools available to lock in those prices. If you have positive margins, whether it's forward contracting, uh, pre-buying, um, or whatever it may be to you know preserve those positive margins. And then, in the case that we see negative profits, which we know over uh, you know the years, farms experience negative profits, so we have bad years, can you survive it, right? What is your cushion? Look at your working capital, look at your equity capital that you have. Uh, these are definitely conversations I would also have with your agricultural lender. Um, you know, how many years of sustained loss can you survive? Because typically, you know, if you have that conversation uh, and have that planned out, it's going to set you well positioned to weather those down years. That was Brady Brewer, Assistant Professor of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University. Keep these items in mind the next time you're making important planning decisions. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Thanks, Charity. Remember, if you hear a conversation here on the show and want to follow up or want to re-listen to that conversation, go to our playlist at MidwestFarmReport.com. We don't always get a chance to air entire conversations here on the radio, but you may be able to listen in on our podcast playlist, MidwestFarmReport.com. So three-day weekend now in the rearview mirror. Traders get back to business in Chicago today. Remember, on Thursday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped three cents down to 172. 40-pound block cheese was up a penny and three quarters at 183. Double-A butter was unchanged, 231 and three quarters per pound. Now, this morning in Chicago, uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average is in the red ink just a little bit. December corn's down a penny and a half, 555. November beans right now. Up a penny at thirteen eleven. July wheat's up five and a half, six ninety three a bushel. Right now, May milk's unchanged at seventeen ninety five a hundredweight. The June milk currently trading eight cents lower at eighteen ten a hundredweight. Couple places we'll be looking forward to seeing you this week. Don't forget, Midwest Horse Fair is on the horizon. Forty second annual event at the Alliant Energy Center. That's going to begin on Friday, run through Sunday. More details at Midwest Horse Expo. Com. And, of course, look for the staff at the Midwest Horse Expo. Also coming up this weekend, the beginning of the Dane County Farmer's Market on the Capitol Square. Again, that's going back to 1972 when that uh, Dane County Farmer's Market event began. And it's going to be drawing a big crowd this weekend for opening weekend with the weather that we've got on the way. Although Saturday does look like it's going to have a little rain. Coming up next, well, rain torrid heat we've had it all at wisconsin farm technology days this year the show is going to look a little different coming to the badger steam and gas engine club grounds outside of baraboo we talk about it coming up next this is the midwest farm report with pam Youngke.
Blaine's Farm and Fleet is your one-stop shop for supplies at prices that help your hard-earned dollars go further. Like Hillman Grade 2 Nuts Bolts and Washers, just a buck ninety-nine a pound. Measure twice, cut once with a Milwaukee tape measure, now 20% off. And save $2 on SunGlow Show Feed, new at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. And visit us at the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison, Wisconsin, April 14th through the 16th. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Find value at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at lyunawisconsin.org slash join. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. Actuate, LLC. Com. Design, create, actuate. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we are thrilled to already be looking forward to the 2023 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. A little bit different than what you may have seen in the past, but boy, it's offering an awful lot of new elements that could intrigue you and your family to attend. Arnie Jennerman the general manager of uh, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days Incorporated. Now, let's go back a little bit, Arnie, for those people that don't religiously watch the trends in the show. Explain why 2023 is just a little bit of a different twist to the show. Well, one of the challenges, uh, you recall, we, we're about three years ahead finding sites for the show. Three years ago, we thought the world was coming to an end <laughs> with COVID. And so at that time, it was really hard to get counties yeah. to commit to, to do the show. And so uh, we were fortunate the folks at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club stepped up, and they've been great partners, and they have a great facility there. In fact, they're clearing some extra land for us. Oh, beautiful. So uh, we think that site will really be a great uh, location for the show. Uh, we've really had some pretty good response from exhibitors. We're really on track with exhibitors signing up for the show. Uh, we think uh, it's kind of a central location, so mm -hmm. that should really be a plus. Uh, lots of other attractions in that area. Yeah. Uh, but book your motels early because they do fill up in that Dells area. Uh, we're still looking for volunteers, but we've had a good response uh, from volunteers in the area as well. So we'll have the, the usual suspects of the horses and the, uh, the beef. Uh, one of the things we're going to have in, uh, you know, we're looking for a really blowout uh, exhibit on the heritage side because the club, of course, wants yeah. to show their, their, uh, their wares there. 
So, uh, so that should be a lot of fun. They're going to run some of their uh, shingle mill and some of those yeah. other exhibits. And then we also uh, are doing some tours around the area to sites in the area. We've got about six tours lined up to go off-site. There's really a lot of uh, interesting ag-related ag businesses in that part mm -hmm. of the state. So as with all of our shows, there's a lot to see in the local area. And we really like to feature what's going on in the local area. Wisconsin agriculture is so diverse. Let's talk a little bit about those volunteers. It's hard, it's been very hard since the pandemic to get volunteers in mass like is necessary for Farm Technology Days. You've got a little bit of a carrot at the end of the stick this year to try to get those volunteers involved. Yes, we've got some, uh, there's money. <laughs> so so if uh, volunteer organization, organizations, charitable organizations can produce volunteers and they are doing that, we'll basically pay for the hours they provide. Uh, we'll pay the organization. So it's really an opportunity for Boy Scout troops, FFA, FFA alumni, um, and other organizations, church groups, to participate. We're still looking for some volunteers. We've had some really good response, but we always can use more. Yeah. And so, uh, especially parking and some of those areas, we're still looking for volunteers. Uh, you can go on our website, sign up, uh, or email us. Um, so uh, happy to have those folks, but we are getting some good response. It'll be fun. You get a T-shirt, you get a get a, a meal voucher, you get to come to the show, and you get to work with some great people. That's for sure. So, Every show you get to work with great people. Now, you mentioned you get a food voucher. That's a little different <laughs> yeah. this year, and I think it's kind of a cool spin on keeping people smiling. Tell them about that one. So this year we're doing food trucks, and so there's a lot of variety. And, of course, um, if you've been to... Uh, you know, Dairy Expo in Madison, they do food trucks. If you've been to the, uh, on the square down there, food truck, Wisconsin is just blessed yeah. with a lot of food truck trucks and, and themed food trucks. So we'll, of course, have the beef producers there and the pork producers. Right. Uh, we we want to invite them, and they're going to be there. But we're going to have some interesting uh, interesting other selections. So um, so we should be able to, your, your family may each go to a different food truck, but we'll have something for everybody. That's good, that's <laughs> and, good. And so we, we really... Uh, uh, we're really looking forward to that. We think that's a good opportunity for us, and and really some bringing some uh, interesting selection diversity sure. to the to the uh, show as well. Now, one thing that is there's trade-offs whenever you have to move to shall we say a neutral position where there's not an associated farm, Arnie, and one of those is field demos. Uh, maybe explain to people a little bit. They're going to say, "Well, wait a minute. You said you've got grounds. Well, it's a little different situation." Yeah. So in. Uh, Clark County last year we had field demos and they did a great job. The year before we did them on Eau Claire, uh, we just didn't have the opportunity up there. Part of it was the availability of equipment. Yeah. Uh, manufacturers just didn't have equipment. Uh, in Baraboo we don't have field demos. We do have ride and drives. And uh, they even have an area called the sand pit there. So, uh, so we've got ride and drives for skid steers and, and the other equipment. So you can actually get on and drive them. We're also looking at having vendors do some side-by-side -side comparisons of equipment. Sure. So uh, we are having that opportunity. And it's really part of what the field demos are is shopping where you can compare a piece of equipment and go talk to the other vendor. Yeah. And, and, you know, this, this vendor told me this. Do you have that? Or how do you do that? So we're still having those opportunities on the grounds there in Baraboo so you can do the comparison shopping. We just don't have the, the normal field demos where... Um, we're running choppers yeah. and mergers, yeah. uh, but we think we'll uh, we think we'll still have it covered. We think we'll still have a lot to see there. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have uh, some great demonstrations of technology. For example, if you uh, uh, 
if you have sheep or goats, we've got invisible fence. Mm. You know, so uh, I think that's got a lot of applicability for rotational yeah, grazing. Right. If you don't want to put a you know partition <laughs> yeah. fence in yeah. your pasture, you can sure. you know, be there with your cell phone right. and Move tell the, tell the cattle where they can and can't go. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll still have that. We'll have drones, and so we'll have a lot of technology, a lot to see as we always do at the show. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the other staples. Uh, usually there's a educational tent. There's the youth tent, uh, not, I, how many daily performances? I mean, some of those other staples, Arnie, are they still? We'll, we'll have them. The, the REC, uh, the real, real tent will have a stage and we'll have, uh, it's pretty full schedule already. Good. For that, uh, for that uh, venue. We also have the Ho-Chunk Nation okay. participating. And Good. of course that's, Good you know, time. that's their area. And uh, so we'll have that flavor as well at the show, which really, delighted to, to see see that yeah, yeah. so there's there'll be a lot to see at the show um we are running trams inside the grounds oh good so people will be able to hop on hop off um yeah. i don't know about you but i, I get my, tired. My, yeah, my, <laughs> my legs don't carry me through the whole show like they used to so we're trying to accommodate that and, and part of that also helps to make sure visitors get to see all the exhibits that's you know, true yeah. our, our show is usually so big that by <laughs> One in the afternoon, you're you're starting to think about where's my car. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Absolutely. so we hope the way the, the grounds are laid out, it'll be actually uh, better for people seeing the whole show. Good. Excellent. Arnie Jennerman along with us, if you're just joining us, General Manager of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days Incorporated. Again, the show this year, July 18th through the 20th at the Badgers Team and Gas Engine Club Grounds. That's kind of between Wisconsin Dells, Baraboo, Reedsburg, uh, a Baraboo address. And you can find more at wifarmtechnologydays.com. Let's talk about the business side of things, Arnie, because you are in charge of the books. You've got to pay attention and report back to the board. Your greatest concern about a show like this, I mean, this is on the back of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days Incorporated. No county front money, that type of thing. People need to understand that, that from your perspective, it's got a different look you've got to manage. Oh, it's very, very true, Pam. Uh, we're putting the money out up front in this particular case. So um, it, it bears some more additional risk for us. Uh, realize that most of the shows around the country are of this nature. Uh, we're, we've been the exception where we travel around the state and do shows in counties. Uh, we still love to do that. So we're still looking for counties for future years. Uh, I'm still meeting with counties to have future shows. So we'd love to have counties in the schedule uh, because getting around the state is really a great feature of our show. Right. But um, yes, it is a different model as far as the risks we're taking with this show. And of course, we always have the weather risks, which yeah. every show has. But uh, we think it'll work. Uh, we've gone through the numbers and uh, I say we're getting a good response from exhibitors and we get people to come to the show, which we think we've got a lot to offer. We should do fine. Happy to look forward to it. That's for sure. Again, July 18th through the 20th. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, a little different look, but with a lot of the staples that keep people coming back every year. WIFarmTechnologyDays.com can give you more details, including how you can get involved as a volunteer. And we'll look forward to seeing you at the show. A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at FarmandFleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.